You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. So the Svasam is for Parshas Ve'era on page 33 in the bottom left. Moshe Rabbeinu says to Hashem, the Pasuk on the verse, Hain b'nei Yisrael lo shamu. The Jewish people didn't listen to me. So how is Parah going to listen to me? So Hashem says to him, Hashem's response to Moshe is, okay, why don't you go talk to both Hashem, to both the Jewish people and to Parah, and give them new instructions. What is, what is, didn't Moshe just say that uh, nobody's listening to him? So says the Svasemis, so he quotes a Zohar. The Zohar says, that Hashem's wish, the plan of Hashem, was that the Jewish people should accept the yoke of Hashem. Now, he's going to explain this, but just the idea. The Zohar says that this, the problem was that Moshe Rabbeinu was coming with a plan, with specific details to the Jewish people, and saying, this is what we're going to do, and that's what we're going to do. And the Jewish people, you know, sometimes, sometimes you can't handle details. Sometimes you just want to be told, you know what, just follow me. Just come with me. Think about this. How often a person's overwhelmed by the way that they need to do it or what's going to be happening. And if someone, instead of saying, here's what we're going to do, this is how we're going to run it, just says, you know what, just come with me and just follow me. Now that, on one hand, it's simpler, but it's also more complicated because you're asking me to just follow you blindly. And that's the kind of acceptance uh, where you're trusting what the other person is suggesting. So Hashem is saying to Moshe, this is what the Zohar says, and the Svasama is going to explain this, that Hashem says to Moshe, don't come to the Jewish people with all these details. They can't hear all the details. Just come to them and say, we're going to be the people of Hashem, accept Hashem in your life, and follow me. The idea works like this. The Mishnah tells us, Hamikabal alav ol Torah, someone who accepts upon themselves the yoke of Torah, mavirin mimenu ol malchus, we take away from that person the yoke of government, the ol derecheretz, and the yoke of all the burdens of the world. Mashma, which if you simple reading of this Mishnah in Pirkei office, that suggests. Even if you're still under the domain of whatever sovereignty you're under, Afal became nevertheless, by accepting the yoke of heaven, you can remove you, your servitude to the other side. Again, these are simple ideas so far. We haven't yet gotten into the main, um, really the deep ideas. This is just a... The Mishnah in Pirkei says, if you accept upon yourself the yoke of heaven, they will take away from you the, the yoke of the burden of whatever country or whatever sovereignty we're under. It doesn't say... That if you accept the yoke of heaven, you'll be freed. 
It just says that the yoke of that sovereignty will be removed from, from you. Which suggests that even while you are in a foreign country, you can leave a, the state of being under the yoke of the burden of that country. Again, while you are still in that country. Now what happened to the famous statement, someone who is bound down in another country, is unable to receive the yoke of heaven. Raku Kanal, the answer is what I've been trying to tell you, says the Svasemis. Should be protos When you're under stress, you can't handle details. When you're under the stress of a foreign nation, of a foreign government, being told specifics is too complicated. But Mikamakam nevertheless, Keshemekabal Allah Bihlal. If a person accepts upon themselves in general, a mishtokek and he desires, latzeis mishu b'dasitra acher, to leave from under the servitude of the other side, k'delios kli muchan l'kabel omach hashemayim, to be a vessel to accept upon themselves the yoke of the sovereignty of heaven, which is kind of like, as we said before, the, you know what, <coughs> forget all the directions and all the details and all the specifics, just follow me. Which is what Moshe is going to switch to. Through this, a person is able to leave um, under the, the domain of the other side. Yeah. Is this a general principle for a, a nation, or is it an individual? Like, in other words, are we saying that if the whole, all of the people in this country, all the Jews in this country, follow Hashem and follow the Torah and learn Torah, then that malchut so he's going to learn, we'll see soon, uh, that it's, uh, it's both. It's both. In other words, if you've got Jews, and you find this a lot, Jews who can't handle or aren't ready for all the details of, of Torah observance, but in general, they want to be observant Jews. According to the Svasamis, we don't need all the Jews to be keeping Shabbos. We just need all the Jews to be wanting to keep Shabbos. And, and, and that's going to be true of, of every individual as well. Each individual. If we're going to define, you know, what, who's an observant Jew, it's not going to be the person who knows all the details. It takes a lifetime of study to know all the details. It's going to be someone who in general has accepted all the details. Um, you know how there's the idea that if, you keep two, if all the Jews in the world kept two Shabbases, then Mashiach would come. Right. So if all the Jews in the world wanted to keep Shabbos, but didn't necessarily keep Shabbos, would Mashiach still That's come? what, according to this, he would. Right? That's it, because we say, we say two Shabbases, but one we kept, that was the first Shabbos, in, in the Midbar, it's, it's, it's one more Shabbos. Yeah, yeah, so... There, are, there is an opinion that they need to be two in a row, but but we're not going to hold like that opinion. We're just going to say, <laughs> and, and, and and I think there's a great posek in the in the, who who uh, put out a psak in the seventies, and he said just one Shabbos and we'll all be free. So that that song is uh, is uh, written in order to pass in like the opinion we just need one more Shabbos. So. So he says, and this is true of the Jewish people in general. What is instead of saying, okay, people, we're going to go to the mountain, we're going to, 
And that's why each of the four languages of of redemption is very general. Very, I'm going to take you out. We're going to leave. We will. We will leave. We will see. We will conquer. That's it. Just simple. That's all you have to want. And that was a preparation for the redemption. That's the answer of what Moshe is going to try to do. Says the Sasemas, and even that didn't work. You'll say, well, who, how would the Jewish people not want? Well, how about today? In the United States, if you came to all the Jews and said, if we all just want to be redeemed, we would all be redeemed, how many of them would want it? Says the Jewish people, they couldn't. Mirov avoda kasha because of the great difficult work that they were under, Tumas mitzrayim and the impurity of Egypt, they were affected by the impurity, by the contamination of the land that they were in, which made them feel like Egyptians, and they didn't want to leave Egypt. Yeah, they were given, but uh, according to the Svasamis, which we didn't see that piece, he says that when Paro said um, that they're 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 living too comfortably, let's make life more difficult for them. At that point, their Shabbos was taken away too. He says, "V'zesh Amar Moshe Rabbeinu Al Vashal." So Moshe Rabbeinu says, "Bnei Yisrael Oshamu." If the Jewish people didn't listen, well, he's saying, no, no, he's saying a different thing. He's saying, if they don't listen, there can't be a redemption. You can't start the process, because step one is that the Jewish people should at least not do anything. Just listen and accept and want. And if they can't even do that, you can't have the next thing. So that's why Moshe Rabbeinu goes back to Hashem. After he gave them these languages of redemption, and the Jewish people still didn't listen, he goes back to Hashem and says, okay, so plan one, which is the details, didn't work. Plan two, which is to try to get them just in general, to at least feel and to want, that didn't work either. So how can there be a redemption? To which Hashem's response to Moshe is, Achein, Bavadai, Hayyibatoch bene Yisrael harba shekiblu advarim. The Svasemis makes a statement, I have not seen a source for this, um, although he technically brings a proof. But he suggests that when it says the Jewish people did not listen, it just means he couldn't get all the Jewish people to listen, but there were Jews who listened. Was that the Chambashim reference? No. I mean, is that twenty percent? No, no, no. Those after they would have had twenty percent, we would have been good. Those are the ones that don't come out. He's saying, he's saying, certainly there were Jews who listened. He says, you know, and this explains. If anyone looks at Parsha's Ve'era, you'll see a very difficult structure in the Parsha. There's this whole discussion between Hashem and Moshe. Hashem sends Moshe back again. He fails again. He comes back to Hashem and says, this isn't working. So Hashem says, well, let's talk about families. There's the tribe of Ruvain, and here are the children of Ruvain, and the children of Shimon, and the children of Levi, and this is... 
So Rashi explains that the reason why all of a sudden we stop in the middle of nowhere for a Yichus uh, um, 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 commercial, <laughs> says Rashi, because we're trying to explain to you why who Moshe and Aaron are. But even that's difficult, because why do that here? So says the Sfas Emes, an amazing pshat to answer this question. Now, that's why the verses follow by Hashem saying, Okay, Moshe, the reason why it's not working is because you're doing this yourself. If one person shows up to redeem the Jewish people, it doesn't work. What you need is people standing behind you. Nobody is convincing if they are standing by themselves. But... If someone is starting a movement and they have all the rabbis of the community behind it, or they have all the leaders of the different cities behind it, or they have the leaders of the different tribes behind it, Hashem says you'll get a different outcome. Teoshi Chazal, our sages teach us, Hashem said to him, you have to join with all their current leaders. It says, And then Hashem joined Moshe with Aaron. They became the messengers for the group. And they accepted. Says the Svasemis, we don't even need all the Jewish people to keep Shabbos. We don't need all the Jewish people to want to keep Shabbos. We just need all the leaders of the Jewish people to accept and to keep um, um, the yoke of the sovereignty of heaven. And when you've got the leaders all united to do something, the people will follow along. Where, where, where are the leaders? So he says, the tribal leaders. So he says, if they would accept, they would become the messengers for the people. And that's part of the issue, is that the reason why there's so much discord amongst the Jewish people is because the leaders can't unite and come together. He says, Hashem was willing to accept the actions of the righteous. That their acceptance of the yoke of heaven should be enough as the key to the redemption for all the Jewish people. Now that itself would be an amazing idea, uh, but the Sfasemis is not done. So he says, Yitachin Lefarish, I want to suggest. Uh, it, this is, when he uses language like that, that means that it's not just that I couldn't find any previous source for it, that he couldn't find any previous source for it. Yitachin Lefarish, it could be. As much as the Jewish people were willing to listen and to hear what Moshe Rabbeinu was saying, their acceptance, that's how much Moshe Rabbeinu's mouth and tongue were open to communicate. And because the Jewish people were not listening... That's why Moshe has a speech impediment. He has a blocked speech. Interesting idea. Because what he's suggesting, everyone knows that Midrash, that Moshe when he was a little baby, he burnt his mouth, and that's why he lost the ability to speak. So he says that's put in place, that was caused by the Jewish people's inability to accept the concept of redemption. And when Moshe complained last week's parsha, he says, how can I go? I can't speak. 
when he complained, it wasn't so much I'm unable to speak, but more that that's a sign that the Jewish people are not willing to listen. Because Moshe's mouth was able to communicate as well as the Jewish people were able to speak. And he says the proof is, after the splitting of the sea, they believed what's the next line? Moshe. Moshe sang. Sounds like what he's saying is that was the first time in his life that Moshe Rabbeinu would ever sing. Because Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't sing because he had the difficulty with speaking. But the only reason why he had difficulty with speaking was because the people didn't believe in him. (coughs) And as the people believed in him, he became a... his speech improved. When he started with Aaron speaking for him, is that when the people started to believe? He's saying, but they didn't really believe. They didn't really believe in Moshe. By Aminu Basham of Moshe Avdo, it's only at the sea that they truly believed in him. So until then, he had difficulty speaking. But the Svasemis is suggesting that Moshe Rabbeinu, um, his ability to speak, which was going to be the key to the redemption, was going to depend on how much the Jewish people are willing to listen. But, but the era, it doesn't just say the Jewish people, it says Baha'am, right? Doesn't it? And it says Baha'am, it's not just the Jewish people. The word before that, or the phrase before that, it includes Ha'am. It says Vayar Yisrael. Well, you Ha'am as Hashem, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah but, but yeah, we can't we can't put Midrashim together and say this, this chapter and what Ha'am means in Yisrael. Yeah. Just in general, the belief in Moshe is what causes um, Moshe to be able to sing. Vayikr which means that Moshe's mouth gets opened as the Jewish people are accepting him. And he says, this is all the same idea that he's suggesting. Redemption does not come from any miracle worker redeemer. Redemption comes from the Olam Tuluya Bahanas Bene Israel. Redemption comes from our willingness to accept and receive and listen. That's what the real key to the redemption is, our acceptance of it. Now again, both ideas. Number one, that through the acceptance, that would allow the redemption to happen. But even for Moshe to be able to speak required that acceptance. The Gemara tells us, the Shal Rabbi Shua ben Levi Mashiach, Rabbi Shua ben Levi met Mashiach himself, and asked him, Amos Asimar, when is the Master coming? Amar Hayom. He said today, a few days later, Mashiach still hadn't come, Rabbi Shimon ben Levi meets Eliyahu Anavi. But Amar he said, "Shikurei kamashakar." Mashiach lied to me. He told me he's coming today. Beheshiv and Eliyahu told him, "No, Hayom today, in bekolo tishmahu. If you will listen, if you will listen to the voice of Hashem, if you will hearken unto my voice." Basically, basically, what we're saying is, it doesn't say there today Mashiach will come if you keep the mitzvahs. It just says Hayom. In Bekolos Hashmo, if you will just listen, Mashma it suggests Shabachanas Bnei Yisrael lekabel v'lishmoa haaris abayim mishamayim that if we're only willing to accept and to listen to the illuminations which come down from heaven into the hearts of the Jewish people, kal echad l'fi madregaso, everyone based on their own individual level. This will bring the Geula in our times, may it be soon. 
again, the this idea from the Svasamis, you could see, you know, this is this is real Shalashudas Torah, where he's he's trying to speak to the people. Now, how much do you believe? We recite Animame Bavias Mashiach. You know, we believe in the coming of Mashiach. If he delays, we want him every day. So, do, do you really believe? Because that's all that's necessary. That's all that's required is just for you to listen and to accept and to believe that he's coming. And if everyone would believe in the redemption, not only would there, that would actually power whatever steps need to take place in order for the redemption to happen. Maybe that's why we see Shemak today. Just remind us to listen. Oh, then he was talking about redemption. But yeah, yeah. Okay, page 37. Okay. <coughs> this next piece on page 37 is very deep. Um, it contains some text that requires some sensitive uh, speaking, so hopefully this... Um, Tafresh Nun Beis, which is 1892. He's trying to understand why what it means when Hashem says to Moshe that I interacted with the Avos using the name Kel Shakai, <coughs> but not the name Yud Kei not the name Avaya. We talked about it on Wednesday night, but he's going to give a, a different take on wh- what really, what's the difference between, not so much between the names, between someone who's living in a world where they're connected to the name Kel Shakai, as opposed to the name Yud because we know that the Avos... The word Yudkevavke, the name Yudkevavke Avashem, appears throughout Sefer Bereshis involving the Avos. Nevertheless, somehow they weren't living by that system of Yudkevavke. So Isa B'Shem Shakai. We know what does the name Shakai mean? She'amar Laolamo Dai. Now that She'amar is interesting because it's She means that, or the one who, and that's the one with a capital O. The one who died, placed or created all the limitations in the world. That is the concept of tzimtzum. Tzimtzum is a Kabbalistic term, but it's really simple to understand. It means a constriction. In order for Hashem to create the world, Hashem had to constrict or limit himself within the space which is the world in order for the world to exist. And Hashem had to run the world with the name Shakai, Kodem Kabbalah Satorah, before there is a Torah given. He says, this is the way the Svazamas is learning, that the whole world, the first 26 generations, from Adam until receiving of the Torah, survives through the name Shakai, through the name of constriction and limitation. The Kasav, because it says, Shemesh Umagen Hashem Elokim. Hashem is both the sun and the shield. What is the sun? The sun is what shines light, unrestricted and unlimited, unhindered, would burn and destroy everything. What is the shield? The shield is what stops the sun, is what limits whatever force is coming at you. Hashem is both the sun and the shield, and he's learning that that's a metaphor for the name Yud Kei Vav Kei, representing Hashem's light totally overwhelming all creation, 
And the name Shakai being the shield that limits Hashem's light so that the world can survive. L'chein, therefore, Bechal ha'ara ha'yoredes min ha'shamayim. Every illumination, every influence that comes down from heaven, Nosein ha'kadosh baruch hu gam ha'kli li'asroi le'kabel, Hashem has to give us the instrument that can receive this. There are all kinds of radio waves in the world. Right now, passing through you are is it, would it be millions of radio waves at all times. So why, are my, why am I not getting the weather and the news? Uh, the answer is you have to be specifically tuned in with a specific instrument and a specific vessel. And depending on whether you are in this kind of tuning, you'll receive the weather. And if you're in that kind of tuning, you'll receive politics. So in the same way, the kind of vessel that you make yourself into is the kind of spiritual light that you're going to receive. So you talk about the signs that Hashem gives us. He says, uh, We're not going to discuss the details of this, but the bris mila represents the name Shakai on the outside. But the name Yudke Vavke is on the inside. We're going to move past that. That's more of a Zoharic discussion. But you can see this. In the case of the mezuzah, anyone ever wonder? It has Yudke Vavke on the inside, only Yudke Vavke, and then on the outside, put a name Shakai. Shem Havaya Mulgav. Shem Shakai Milbar. What's the reason for that? The answer is because the name Yud Kevavke is on the inside. It is a spiritual influence, a a effect that comes the light of Hashem that's unlimited and completely overwhelming, and the name Shakai represents that that's limited to as much as we can handle, and that's why it's always the Yud Kevavke on the inside and the Shakai on the outside. He says, Same thing with tefillin. It's all Yud Kevavke is on the inside, all those, but there's a Shin, and then a Dalad, and a Yud. And some people even make a Shin, a Dalad, a Dalad and a Yud on the hands. It's all on the outside, all you see is the name Shin, Dalad, and Yud, but on the inside it's all Yud Kevavke. Shouldn't they match? And the answer is no. Because on the inside you've got all that light which sources, which is where everything comes from, but we should know that the influence that Hashem has on us is all limited to as much as we can handle. I thought when you first started out with Shakai being the name that the Avos were using... That once that you were going to say once we got the Torah that the Torah provided that shield or that restriction. Well, he's but, he's he's kind of going to say that soon, but yeah, but, but then then why do we need the Shakai and the mezuzah? Why do we need the Shakai? Well, we still need that shame to represent the fact that there is a limit or a control. Isn't well, that's the Shem Shakai. The Torah also has Shem Shakai, but it's all within Yudke Vavke. It's just we can access Yudke Vavke, they had to stick only with the name Shakai, because there there wasn't systems, the vessels in place, like the Tefillin and the uh, Mila and the Mezuzah, to control that. You talked about the waves are always there if we're tuned into it. Didn't you once teach that, the, that Tefillin, if you wear it properly, it's like an antenna, it's like, it helps you tune in yeah. 
to that spirit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's if you, if you wear it a little bit off, you're not really getting the signal. Now, now, although that's that's a really great metaphor. Yeah, um, but but it's because the way he's explaining it now, it's the name Yudke Vavke and the name um, Shakai on the outside, kind of tuning things to the right place. And yeah, if you're, you know, you might say to yourself, big deal, you know, there's a little bit of a, of a, one of the corners isn't curved, you know, what's the, what's the big deal? Well, try that on the motherboard of your cell phone. Just break off one little corner of it and see if you can still get the, okay, now, this, so we'll say, and now here the Swasamis goes into a very, very deep Kabbalistic concept. I, I need to do a, 30 second introduction, otherwise this is going to sound uh, very difficult for some people to handle. Um, the human being, we are a metaphor. We talked about this a, a number of times before. We, as human beings, we are a metaphor. Our body is created in the image of the supernal sephiras. There is a system in Shamayim of chesed and gevur, I'm not going through the whole complex um, um, reasons behind all this, but there's, uh, in Shemayim, there's the attributes of chesed and gevur and tiferes, and you are created with physical limbs that represent those attributes. Says the Svasemis, I'm quoting, V'zeh bechinas shadayim v'hanaka. He says, a, when a woman nurses, she, the instrument by which the woman nurses is called in Hebrew Shadayim. He says, because Shalachain Nikraim Dadim, that's why it's called Dadim, Ashem Shiesh Shadayim Nekev Katan, because there is a controlled hole, Shloyazik Rov Hachalav El Hatinok, so that too much milk does not hurt the child. They're called Shadayim because they are the method by which the mother transmits sustenance, illumination, spiritual lights to the child. And controlled with the term die. And that's why this organ on the human body, specifically in the woman, is a representation of the name Shakai. It's the same. Right, so it would like die. Die is enough, right? Die. Yeah, so they are called, we call them Dadim, die, as in enough, but he's in, in, in Shirashirim, it, they're called Shadaim. I mean, that, that's what they're called, um, well, well, Dudayak too, but, but they're called, uh, Ani, uh, Ani Choma, right? So, they're called Shadaim because they are, and so many times people wonder, well, here you have the, the bris milo, which the men have, or the tefillin, which the men wear, which um, represent these uh, spiritual ideas, and sometimes you just leave it as if the, the men are, are being motzi, the women with kiddush. And he says, no, the women are actually given an organ, which doesn't just represent, it actually has the same name as the name Shakai. He says, He says, the same is actually true of the nimshal. That's what the name Shakai is. I mean, I, I can't even say it in English because it's going to sound too crude. But Kavayachal, the supernal Shadayim, which are controlling the amount of milk that we are being nursed with, spiritually speaking. If I say it in English, it's going to sound crude. 
But says the Svasemis, this is this is the secret of this name. If you want to understand what Shakai does, think about what it does in the human form in the Mashal. And look what happens when a Balchuva takes too many Kumars on at once. They can't handle that. Right. It has to nice. be tempered a little bit at a time. Right. So he says So he says this is amazing. He says the world, just like a human being, has a stage of infancy. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to spend 26 generations, let's call it 26 months, nursing the world to maturity through the name Shakai. When the Jewish people are ready to receive the Torah, that's when we, grow, we, as, we as human beings, we as humanity, grow up a little bit. Right? We enter the terrible twos. That's the golden calf, is the terrible twos. As it says, who is the great nation? It says, you start using the word Gadol. V'chein Kasuf. And it says in the Pasik, Atah HaChilos, you began. Laharis is Avdecha to show your servants, V'chulu Gadlecha, your greatness. Shehischel B'chinas HaGadlos, that the word Gadol is used. And you know what comes with the word Gadol? U'bemedrish B'Yitzchak, V'yigdal HaYeled, V'yigamel. What happens when you come to, V'yigamel means, you are weaned. The Jewish people were weaned off of the name Shakai, and they are now become on this higher level of Yudke Vavke. And we're told Shenigmal Mi Sahara that in the case of Yitzchak, the Medrash says he was weaned from the Yitzhara. Shibhinas Hakatnus, because the state of being in a small minded state, Hukumohanaka. And this is what's dangerous. Many people start with their with their um, learning about Judaism and they become kind of dependent on others constantly guiding them and leading them, and we're, we're supposed to mature past that. Right? You talked about the problem of the Balchuva who decides at, at the age of six months to start eating pizza. You, you can't. You, 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 there's a process by which you can go there. On the other hand, you don't, you don't want to be nursing till 15 either. Right? So we have to develop systems by which we become independent, learning on our own and things like that. Godol, when someone is um, becomes mature, Nikro, we call that person gumule chalav, weaned of milk, atike mishadayim, removed from the shadayim. Kamoshu befrata adam, he says, what's true of every individual person, kmokein bechlal haolam, haya, this true of the world in general. Mitchila, his galus alakusa yuzbarach, first when Hashem revealed himself to the world. Bebechina satsimtum, it was on the, in the, on the aspect of constriction. And then the Jewish people were given the reality, the truth, the real light. He says, Vene Shabbos, every Shabbos, Kolal Gam came based Bechinas Anal, Shabbos has both of these. On Shabbos, we connect to the name Shakai, and we connect to the name Yudke Vavke. Vuhu Bechinas Zachor, Veshamor. So he says, Venera Levair, but I want to explain. Ha Hefresh Ben Shem Shakai, Le Shabbos. What is the difference between them? They both start with the letter Shin. Kishin, Hu Hashefa. The letter Shin represents the spiritual light which comes down. That's why the word Shefa begins with the letter Shin. Hametzumtzum, but that's controlled. 
with the 14 times. If you look in the book of Kohelas, it says there's a time for this, and a time for that, and a time for this, and a time for that. And although there's 28 times, it's 14 groups. Sh means a shefa of the dai, of the yudalad, of the 14 things which you can do in this world. A time to make peace, a time for war, a time to laugh, a time to cry. You know why? Because Hashem said, die to the world. And die made the world stop at 14 possibilities. Everything has a time, everything has a season. Everything is donned in the realm of nature as it is. But Shabbos steps out of that time. Shabbos rises above that time. And there's a shin bas with the daughter. Now there's a specific influence which is coming to the Jewish people who are in this case um, seen in a more feminine sense because it's Shabbos as the bas. So that's why instead of being shin to the yodalad, it's shin to the base tough. That's why on Shabbos you don't need to fill in. Because on Shabbos you don't need the Yud Kevavke with the Shakai on the outside, because that's what all of Shabbos is about. It's about the Shin, the Dalit, and the Yud, which represents the general nature of the way the world works. But then on Shabbos we get access to the Yud Kevavke, to the Shin Bas, which exists at that time. Shabbos is Tefillin. Because on, 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 through the tefillin, we kind of bring out the Yud Kevavke within the person. The whole thing is a revelation of Hashem's presence in the world. But of course, that's only given to the Jewish people. That's what our sages mean by Maimar Amr when they said, when Shabbos said, everyone has a partner. What that means is, when it says everyone has a partner, it means that everything has a control to its influence, but who is mine? That the Jewish people, we are, so to speak, the partner of Shabbos, we are the wife, the bas, which connects with with Shabbos. The idea that he's suggesting that there's this, this so much more, each one of these points can be elaborated on. But I just want to... Um, um, repeat just the general idea. The name Shakai versus the name Yudkevavke. He says Shakai is the influence of Hashem that's controlled and restricted, which the Yudkevavke is sort of bursting to overwhelm the all of existence, and the name Shakai gives that a level of constriction, which is which is what we are using, which is what the Mila and the Mezuzah and the Tefillin is a metaphor for which the concept of a nursing mother is a metaphor for, except that the, for some reason the nursing mother, she actually gets the word Shadayim. But this is, what, this is true of each individual human being on a physical level. This is true of human beings on a spiritual level. This is true of the, this is true of the Jewish people who went from Kel Shakai to be able to do Yud Kevavke. This is true of the whole world in general, that the first 26 generations were, were still in infancy, and the wor- then the world had to mature. And you can access this through your mitzvahs, through everything you do, and apparently for the mother, through 
her regular natural uh, behavior, but even more so on Shabbos, the concept of Zohar Rishamor is that on Shabbos the world continues to run, but now it's run through accessing the Shin Bas, which is an idea that he and others after him really develop a lot further, that it's the Shin, the spiritual influence that comes down to each of us as the Bas within the metaphor of the universe. Could, could we also say that Shabbos has the restrictions Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.